Welcome to Labor Pains Podcast, brought to you by Women Connect and Support. I am your host, Teresa Reiniger. I am a woman that is very passionate and on a mission to help women and men that are struggling with infertility or loss of a child during pregnancy or infancy. I am here to help share stories of the struggles that couples have gone through to inspire and give you hope to continue on your journey to have a family to love. I have talked to so many men and women that have all told me the same thing, that they all felt very, very alone as they were going through the struggles and the grief. I want you to know that you are not alone and I am here to connect you to others to give you hope beyond the struggles and the grief. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I am very honored and privileged to um, introduce the guest that I'm having on today. She is a coach with um, International Coaching Federation, specifically, she does grief coaching. Her name is Joanne Mikola, and I am just briefly talked to her, so I'm excited for, for myself and for you to hear what she has to say about grief coaching. So welcome, Joanne. Well, thank you, Therese, for having me. I'm, I'm very excited and honored to, to be talking to you today. Um, I hope I pronounced your last name right. It's it's Mikalik, and you did good. Mikalik. Okay. Yes. Yes. I was. I always want to make sure. You know, that's last names, even first names, sometimes are are tricky depending on the spelling. So where we put the the emphasis on those names. So yeah. So you're a grief coach. So my first question to you is, how did you become, and why did you become? A grief coach because I think this will be beneficial for the listeners yes. because obviously the whole past podcast is about people going through grief um, it's something that we all live through but you you probably can better explain that than I so um, yes. why why'd you do this <laughs> so um, so that's the, that's the question that's the big question and um, Unfortunately, I, I am actually am certified. I went through a, a certification program and um, I, I am certified and the, the, the training was amazing and wonderful because it brought out these emotions that I was holding in. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, the reason I went through this or decided to become a grief coach is we lost our four-year-old son, Mark. Uh. Uh, actually, actually, 25 years ago, Mark has passed. Wow. Um, still feels like yesterday really it's it still feels like yesterday but so um, sorry for that loss that you had yeah so sorry yeah it's it's um it was very very hard on on my husband and myself and um i'll just tell you my 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 mark story he was he was born in 1990 a healthy baby boy and about 6 weeks in we noticed he was having a little trouble breathing and um went back to the doctors and he had a congenital heart defect and his, um, they did a little surgery repair at that time. And they said, you know, we're just going to keep an eye on him. And at two and a half years old, his aortic valve began leaking. Mm. Um, 
And so they went in and actually did open heart surgery at two and a half years old and kind of just tightened up the valve. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it was very scary, uh, but necessary. There was nothing we could do. Um, and I'll tell you, this guy came out of this surgery. We could hear him screaming down the hall after surgery. We couldn't keep the kid in the bed. And, you know, back then, Therese, um, you know, you stayed in the hospital for seven days and I stayed with him and, oh my God, this kid just like recovered. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're like, wow. I mean, uh, an adult would be in the hospital for like 14 days after what he went through. But then they explained to us that maybe when he was around 10 or 12, he would probably have to have a, a valve replacement. Okay. And we did echoes. We watched him, but at four years old, the valve began leaking again. Mm. So they kind of sat us down and they said, well, you know, we, we really have no choice. We have to, we have to repair, we have to get rid of this valve and put in another valve. So it was a big surgery. It was a 10 hour surgery. Um, we were confident in the doctors. We were confident in the hospital. It happened one time. And so this one was a 10 hour surgery and, um, he went in and, um, Everything went good. Uh, they kept reporting to us, you know, during the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so then at the end, um, the docs came out and said, you know, it's a success. He's fine. He's doing fine. We, we did keep him on the ventilator this time just so his heart wouldn't have to work so hard. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, when you think about it, is understandable. I mean, he's been through 10 hours of surgery. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, So when we saw him, he was on the ventilator, which was a little upsetting to us because we're used to him bouncing off the bed, you know? Right, right. So um, we we stayed with him and, you know, we saw the monitors and his heart was, you know, beating beautifully. And so the nurses were like, you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to wake up and okay, fine. Um, So we waited, we waited, we waited seven days and seven nights. Oh my gosh. In the hospital. And he never woke up. Oh no. And it was so, so hard for us. And we were so confident and so enthusiastic that he would come out of this, but it was determined that um, he had no brain activity, that the ventilator was keeping his heart pumping. Oh, so, so so do they know what happened? Yes, they do. We, we went and we had to, we had to find out what happened. And yeah. um, uh, it, he had a seizure during, during one part of the surgery and they, they really didn't pick up that he didn't have enough oxygen to the brain. Um, and the oh. saddest part about this, Teresa, is they never communicated with us. You know, they, they wouldn't talk to us. They, the, the surgeon kept saying his heart is beating beautifully. Um, nobody would tell us what, what went on in this 10 hour surgery. And Mm. that was, that was, that was the worst part of it all. Not knowing, not knowing what to expect. Um, so we, we had to, um, uh, November 13th, we had to say goodbye. They had to turn off the ventilator and, um, we had to let him go. Oh my gosh. My heart is hurting. Yes. For you. Yes. And um, now, um, so when, when Mark died, we had um, a seven-year-old, Brian was seven, and I had a five-month-old baby. I just had Matt. Oh, so my had, goodness. We had a baby, and we had um, a 
a seven-year-old and, and Brian and Mark were buddies. He lost his buddy, you know, um, it was, it was November. It was Thanksgiving. You know, what, what do we have to be thankful for? You know, it was a really, really hard time for us. Yeah. Um, so really no time to grieve. No, no. And that with, with a, two other boys, I mean, with two of, and a business, I have a business. My husband had to work. I mean, life just to still go. Oh, wow. 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 So then we had to have a wake and a funeral. Um, we had 450 people come to his two day wake and funeral. Uh, outpouring of people that didn't we didn't even know just wanted to come and give us their condolences um it was amazing uh and that's when the time um barney the dinosaur was um was around and mark loved barney oh. so, you know at the at the wake and funeral we had the song you know i love you you love me you know we're a big family um yeah. everyone was in tears in, in church I mean, oh my it gosh was, it yeah. was such an outpouring we did hugs and kisses and chocolates I mean it's it was just a beautiful ceremony but okay so all that's done but now we're still we still don't have a child he's not here right you know and and then Christmas came and you know Santa has to come and um I've already had Santa already had presents here for for Mark um very devastating. Um, my husband took it very, very hard. Uh, he cried for 15 months going to work, coming home from work. I had to, you know, be home with, with the other two and, you know, work my business. And um, so we, many emotions, we had a lot of support. We had a lot of people around us. But it's interesting. Nobody really asked me, how are you doing? Yeah. Okay. Because people, people, didn't want to see me cry. They didn't want to see me upset. They didn't know what to say to me. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing with people who are grieving. You just don't know what to say. Um, yeah, I was going to say that's very, very common for people very, very common. not to know what to say. And sometimes when they do say things, yes, it's, it's taking, it's, they have no, there, there's no, um, they don't mean to be. Right. Disrespectful. To, they disrespectful. They, they just don't know. They just don't know. So the best thing to say is, I'm just going to tell you this right now. The best thing to say is you give them a hug and you say, I can't imagine what you're going through because they can't, they've never lost a child. They have no idea what I'm, what anybody, unless you've lost a child is going through. Right. And just say, I'm here for you to support you. How can I help you? And just perfect. Well, and I think those that even have lost a child, you know, they can feel better what that person is going through, but it's all different. It's different for every person. And so even with those that have lost, they, they have a better understanding, but they're, they're kind of in the same boat with everybody else, I think a little bit. So, so good advice. So repeat that. Give them so, a hug. We want give to make them a sure hug. that everyone understands this for sure. <laughs> well, not not in not in COVID time, but normally give them a yes, hug. And say, yes. I can't imagine what you're going through. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. How can I help? Okay. Okay. And all that does is tells the grieving person, like, wow, they are here for me. And and I can count on them if I need a meal or if I need them to to do whatever. And, Mm -hmm. um, and what the other end of it is, is reach back out because grieving people aren't going to normally ask. So in a week or in two weeks, 
you just even send a text thinking of you. Thinking of you is a great text to make people say, wow, they are thinking of me. What mm-hmm. can I do? Can I bring a meal? Can, what do you need? And at that point, grieving people will say, yes, could you do X, Y, Z for me? Okay. The most important thing is to keep up the, the conversation and keep up with people. Because people fall, it, it, everyone goes on with their own normal life and the grieving person is still sitting there grieving. <laughs> right. And while I know myself, I think of them, but yes. like everyone else, what do I do? What do I do? But, you know, I have gotten better at just doing what you said, just a quick text, thinking of you. Thinking of you. Yes. Or a card that just says, thinking of you. But I think where I fall down a little bit is I don't follow up, like you just said, with another thing and specifically asking, right, can I do this for you? Can I do this for you? Right. I just heard, and you tell me, I just heard recently on, I don't know if I was reading a book or, you know, uh, um, something on, you know, the internet or where, sure. where I got this, I don't know. But to suggest two things, would you like me to bring you dinner or would you like to go have dinner or lunch? Maybe lunch is a better (laughs) to give them a choice instead of what can I do for you? That's that's a that's great because people's freezers are probably packed with meals to tell you the truth. Yeah. So, or would you like to even just go to, go take a walk? Would you like to go to the park? Would you like mm-hmm. to just get out? Or when, when for me, you know, um, Matt was five months old. They, they would say, can I watch Matt for you for an afternoon? And that was a huge help just to get sure. other things done. So I would pawn the baby off and everyone loved to watch the baby, of course, pawn the baby off to somebody else for the <laughs> afternoon and they sure. loved it and I loved it. You know what I'm saying? But um, that was just a huge help just to have somebody else with, with the baby. Sure. Yeah. So giving them an option or, or suggestion yes. of what you are able to do for them. Sure. Be creative some, about it. Be creative. You know, yeah. just say, what, what is it that I can help you with? Or what, you know, and, and in conversation, you'll, you'll pick up on it right away. Or if they're, they, you know, they're frustrated or whatever, um, you'll pick up on it. So and yeah. if people do, you know, if people do that like once, once a week or once every other week or once a month even, and if 10 people do that, I mean, that's a huge support team for these people Okay, that are grieving. Great um, information. Great, yes. great information. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is, you know, like, like I said before, life goes on, life goes on for everybody. Um, and just dealing with the whole family dynamics here, um, you know, just just dinner and just everything. And, you know, my seven-year-old, he, he took it very hard. And, and kids and boys, they don't express their emotions a lot. So we had to watch him carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then the whole aspect of, um, you know, getting that, you know, we have this wake up with this feeling of dread. This is what I want to say. You wake up with this feeling of dread every day, like, oh, my gosh, is this a dream? Mm. I can't believe this is happening. So now you have to function feeling like this every day. And there's days where you just didn't want to get out of bed and you had to. Sure. Um, My mom had had passed and my mother-in-law and father-in-law were wonderful, but it's not the same. They, They weren't here in this house. Um, you know, we had to go into his room each day and, and his clothes were still there. I mean, Mm. all of that 
not that people don't understand it, but that is very, very difficult. And, um, yeah, you know, you felt, um, you felt defeated. I felt guilty. You know, why did we have to have this surgery? You know, why did this have to happen? You know, we were angry at the doctors, angry, angry at the doctors. Oh, we I couldn't bet. Get any, get any answers. We were angry at God. We were mad. We we're like, how could God let this happen to our Mark? I mean, um, and yeah. then all of this, all of these feelings, they, they build up in your stomach and then you don't feel good. You know, you don't want to eat. You don't sleep. All of these emotions take a toll on your body. And um, we did a lot of should haves, um, maybes, what ifs. Um, a lot of those things just weigh on your body and your mind. Mm. You know, and some days, you know, you try and put on a happy face. You try and say, okay, you know, it's going to be a good day. And then you go through the day and then you'll see something that's his and you just, I call it go under the wave. You just go down. Yeah. And I'm a, usually a pretty happy-go-lucky person. And I just thought, what, when am I ever going to get myself back like this? I, mm. It's just a, a feeling of wonder and a change, a whole change in your lifestyle that you just want back to the way it was. And as time goes on, you realize it's not going to be back the way it was and you need to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I hear the term. I like that you said that. Obviously, you're 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 a grief coaster. You know what to say um, is move forward instead of moving on. I don't like when people say, well, you just have to move on. No, you you got to get past this. Go into explanation on, on that. Why, why don't you say that? Why, why is that? Because it's a step-by-step each day. Each Mm -hmm. day is different. Moving on is in, you know, five years. Well, you can't get to five years if you don't take step one, day one, you have to take each day and move forward each day. uh, And, and understand that each day is going to be different. But when you're, when you're muddled in grief, your brain, your mind is really not thinking clearly. It's, and that's why I say each day is different uh, with emotions that come up. And you don't know, you know, any, we have never experienced grief. If you've never lost anybody, if you've never had any type of, of change, lifestyle change, you don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I like the word muddled because you are just muddled up in this and you don't know why you're like this or where this is all coming from but it is real it is very very real and Mm -hmm. other people try and pass it off and they'll say oh well she'll get over it or she'll be fine or no it's it's very real these emotions that we're going through right and I think sometimes people really have no idea how to get out of where they're at absolutely absolutely and that's why a grief coach is actually what the world needs right now because they don't with all the changes going on in this world, they don't know and they're scared and they're nervous and they're angry and they don't know where to turn. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, like you said, you're, you're kind of stuck and you really don't know what you are stuck, what to do. You are stuck. You've what never experienced do. this before. 
you know, Not at all. Not <laughs> so at all. it is a road definitely unpaved and that you need some guidance to get down the right path for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've never, and you know, I tell my clients, I don't have a pill, take this pill and you'll be just fine. I don't have the magic wand. I'll wand you and then everything will be fine. Uh, this is something that you can have you, to go can, through. can you work on that? <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to make that for us all <laughs> i'm going to create the pill it'll be coming out soon <laughs> we have to make but, light of of some things yeah, right i mean unfortunately oh. grief, you have to make light of it in, in in grief you have to work through it you have yeah. to get through it and muck and get through the muck and then you will see joy on the other side believe me you will um and you know, I, it took me about two years to understand that, you know, God has a plan for all of us. And this is how I believe. And um, if if God really wanted Mark to, be, to, to be here, or if you believe in God or the universe or whatever you believe, that's entirely up to you. But for me, you know, I just felt if he wanted Mark to be here, Mark would be here. And for whatever reason, he's not. And I had to let that settle in. Um and remember, back 25 years ago, Therese, you didn't go to a counselor. You didn't go to a therapist. Mm. You just dealt with this yourself. Yes. Back then, it was considered like, oh, boy, she's going to a therapist. Oh, I mean, not nowadays. It's encouraged. And it's well, we, we all need them. We all need a coach. I mean, we really need Absolutely. a coach. And so can you, because, because you brought up therapist or counselor or whatever, sure. what's kind of, can you explain what the difference is? And, and yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, I lean more towards a coach, mm -hmm. but can you explain why coaching and not a counselor or a therapist? Absolutely. So when you work with a counselor or a therapist, you talk about things that have happened in the past that now could be triggering something that's happened, say, when you're grieving. So that's what counselors and therapists do. And they're wonderful people that they help deal mm -hmm. with things that have happened in the past. As a coach, I help you where you're at now and to move forward. And when you're stuck, I can help you go from today to the future. Um, and that's really the difference. I, I'm okay. not certified or qualified to talk to somebody that's had something happen in the past. I, I would refer them to other people. But if you come up to me and you say, you know, I am stuck. I am sick of feeling like this. I lost my mother or I lost whatever. I can definitely help you move forward. Okay. So you listen, you listen to their story. So you know what the past is. Yes. But help them move forward yes. to where they want to, to where they want to be to feeling yes. that joy and not the not in their stomach every day and not to um, exactly be you know feel like they can't even get out of their house yep so, okay. exactly and okay. then you know I, I just have to mention this one other piece after after Mark died um you know we we felt like well we wanted to have another child so I, I, I got pregnant. I, I guess I get pregnant really quick. I got pregnant and I knew I was pregnant and I was like, okay, this is exciting. We were excited. We were nervous. We were worried because, oh boy, are we going to have another one with a mm -hmm. congenital heart defect? Oh yeah. Cause yes. was that, that's probably yes. genetic. Genetic. It could have been, it could be genetic. Correct. Whew. So, 
so what happened is that I went to the doctor for my, you know, six week, eight week checkup. I mean, I knew I was pregnant and um, he did the ultrasound and he walked out of the room and he came back and he says, um, unfortunately, um, you've lost the baby. I said, what? I said, well, I was pregnant. He said, oh, you, you were pregnant. He said, but you, you've had a miscarriage. Oh, yes. Uh, Teresa, I, I was devastated. I looked at him and I said, I, I just lost my four-year-old. What? Yeah. And, he's, and I said, and now I just had a miscarriage? I'm thinking, what is going on here? This is, this is unbelievable. So I went almost through the whole process again. Mm. Because a miscarriage is very real. It's a very real emotion feel, emotional feelings that mm-hmm. we, even though we don't physically maybe see our child or our baby, they're there and and the want and the the loss and the the whole emotion that goes with that is very real and and women who have had miscarriages or even stillborns they are grieving they are grieving yeah and it's um it's very very hard and I work with with parents who have had a miss and um you know are nervous to have another child are scared what if this happens again? Uh, there's all those emotions that come up with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So now, well, whew, you're but the happy again. ending. The happy ending is is we had another son. We had another child. Two years after Mark died, uh, we had uh, Dan, and uh, we were nervous, but I, I guess I got pregnant right away again. And um, we have Dan, and he's a wonderful, happy, great guy and great, great son. So, so I tell everyone I have three boys and one angel in heaven. Aww. And um, that's actually two angels in heaven, but one, yeah. one physical. But yeah. um, it's, it's back in the day, I could never tell you the story, Therese. I mean, I couldn't even talk about it. But you know, 20 years now uh, forward, I, I decided, you know, I need to help people in grief because I know what it feels like. Absolutely, um, you do. I, I'm a hairdresser by trade, so I have a salon in my house. <laughs> That's what I do. Okay. So I, everyone sits in my chair and tells me their story. So um, I feel the need to help others. I feel the need to at least find a solution or connect them with someone that can move them forward some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. So I decided I needed to help others in their grief and okay so and so then you you just started doing some research um or did you know someone that was a grief coach that you okay not at all I I didn't know um, if you had a grief coach yourself or you had found someone to help you through I had a life coach uh and she kind of suggested um grief coaching for me and then I just went and researched and and became certified with the grief coaching center and it's it's a nine-month program and like I say it helped get my emotions out that I had stuck in me so um, I went on and created a business and uh, came to me in the middle of the night I think my angel up there it's called ouch it's grief is the name of my my, my company because grief hurts absolutely it does and um so I have physically, emotionally, yes. it, yes. Hurts, it hurts everything. Yeah, it hurts everything. And um, it's, it, it, you don't need to go through this alone. That's for sure. And 
what I will tell people is, is you need to give yourself permission to grieve. It's a process. It doesn't happen in mm-hmm. a week. Um, you know, businesses or companies give you three days off for, for um, mm. bereavement. Well, in three days, that's, that's not enough. So uh, it is a process. So people will say to you, oh, you need to just get over it. You lost your husband. You can, but no, it, it is a process and we need to give ourselves permission to grieve. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. Great advice. And, um, yeah. So I, I went from a tragedy to triumph and it's so fulfilling and, and wonderful for me to help others. I bet. Um, and when I work with my clients and I, and I see the aha moments and I see them, even if it's just a baby steps, even if it's just a little bit, just from being sad to just being a little happy, that's, that's what, um, you know, makes my purpose. And that's what really fulfills me. And, um, it doesn't happen quickly. It, it takes some time, depending on the circumstance and the people, but it, it does work and it's, it's a beautiful thing and everybody needs a grief coach. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love that you're doing this. I'm, I'm sad that you had to go through all of that to get to where you're at. Um, right. But um, I, I love um, the whole reason, you know, the whole outcome yes. um, yeah. of, of it, that you can truly help so many people because it is everyone. Everyone needs Right. You know, a grief coach. So can you kind of go into a little bit? We have more time, a little bit of kind of we've kind of hit on some, but yes. let's be more specific. Some kind of signs yes. or symptoms of people that really might be stuck or wallowing in it or, yes. or that need to, to need your services or, or someone else's services to help them move forward. Yes. And, and that's, this is very important for your audience to listen to these signs and symptoms because okay. they may have a neighbor, they may have a relative that's going through this. And oh, we, be like, oh. we, we all have those <laughs> yes. people. Yes. <laughs> There's no doubt we, we have people in our lives that are. <laughs> exactly. So one of them, the first one is physical. I mean, your physical signs are, you know, crying when you see people crying, um, if people, you know, and this is if people have lost a loved one, this is what you're, you're going to be aware of when you speak with them or talk to them. Um, if they have a lot of headaches, if um, you ask them if you've been eating, they say, no, I'm not eating, maybe loss of appetite. Um, and if you, you hear them say, you know, I can't sleep, I'm not sleeping. Um, you know, if they feel, you know, a lot of heaviness, or if you feel like they're even having a hard time breathing or just, just mm. not. Uh, correctly breathing. Um, and if they have a lot of body aches, these are all physical signs of grief that people don't even realize they're having or going through. Um, but yeah. And I think those are things, especially early on that everyone of course is experiencing, but is there a time frame that, you know, that, that should lighten a little bit, but maybe um, it's night, not so. There's not a time frame. Okay. But you okay. don't want to see him crying 24 seven. Okay. I mean, that's for sure. You don't want to, you know, see him. You don't want to hear him say, I've had a headache for seven days. 
That's okay. What, you know, just be aware okay. of excessive. But yeah, people are going to have these physical Absolutely. symptoms. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you don't want it excessive. Okay. Um, okay. You know, and then the other one is another one is emotional. Um, they're going to talk to you and say, I'm so sad. I miss my so-and-so. I miss that. And, and then they'll become worried and they'll become anxious. And, you know, when you're not sleeping and when you're not eating, think about it, your, your brain is not functioning correctly because it needs food and sleep to work sure. correctly. So naturally, they're going to be worried. They're going to be worried about life circumstances. They're going to be anxious, maybe about money, maybe about anything. Um, and then they're going to become frustrated because they don't have the answers to all of these issues going on. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to become angry <laughs> because now they, they're frustrated and they're mad. And eventually they're going to feel guilty because, you know, maybe we could have done more. Maybe this could have happened. You know, I talked about the should haves and would haves and could haves. Yeah. Those things will just eat you up each day. Should have, would haves, could haves eat you up. It's, right. It's just terrible. Well, and I'm glad that you said that because I think people need to know that those are normal to very normal to feel angry and and guilty, you know, and blame, yeah. you know. Blaming yourself for the, for what happened. Right. Right. Like I said, we were mad at the doctors. We were angry at God. We couldn't go to church. I mean, it, it, it's, it becomes, it's a blow up. It's a whole big emotional blow up that happens. Sure. Sure. Um, but that's, thing, that's normal. Is that's what you're very saying. Normal. Okay. That's very normal. And you know, I'm, I'm going to use the word new normal and, and some people hate that word. I'm telling you, some people are like, don't say that word because they're scared of what, what, what new normal should be. Well, and especially nowadays with COVID, this is our new normal, you know? Yes. And you know, let's be real. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, you're not going to go back. Like I said, I'm not going to go back to having my son here. So we have to find something that's new sure. and that becomes normal for us. And, yeah. Okay. Um, like I say, some, some of my clients, when I, when I say that word, they get all freaked out. And as, as time goes on, they understand it. And it, it is, it is very real. Uh, and you just kind of have to let it settle in. You know, I say the word ponder, just ponder that a little bit. What does, what does a new normal mean for you? Even okay. if you don't like it, even if you don't want it to happen, it's going to happen because life is a progression and it's going to change and it's going to happen. Okay. So the other thing, the other thing people do is socially, um, after you use a, lose a loved one, you know, you may lose, if it's a husband and wife, you may lose your, um, couple detachment. Um, people don't want to go out. Um, they, they feel guilty for being happy. This is what I get a lot is Mm. I I can't be happy. I just can't go out and have a drink or a dinner with someone because I lost my husband and I I can't be happy. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Uh, so what people do is they detach themselves from others, from family, from groups. Um, and, and they're alone. They're alone. Well, and I've heard that from people that, you know, the first time I laughed or smiled, I caught myself and I felt guilty for feeling happy because I shouldn't be happy, but you should be happy. You know, that loved one that you lost would never want you to not be happy. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. The people on the other side, as I call it, they want us happy down here. They want mm-hmm. us thriving. They want us fulfilled. They want us to move forward. They don't want us to be wallowing and sad that they're not here. They don't well, want that. And I've heard people even say that to be happy and um, is to honor them, honor yes. their legacy, yes. you know, to remember them in a happy way. Yes, absolutely. And okay. Um, I'm going to talk about Christmas and traditions in a little bit, but the, okay. but the last one is spiritual. Um, another sign of grief is if is spiritual. You know, they're always asking the question on the reason for the loss. I mean, people go over this and over their story and over this, and um, it's it's they they may want to know what's the purpose of this grief and pain and suffering. Um, mm. And, you know, then they might say to themselves, what's the purpose of this life? Mm. People could really go to the other side and, you know, have some suicidal thoughts, some sure. really depressed things. If, if my husband's not here, why should I be here? Why should I, you know, that happens. That's, that's very, very real. And that happens. Um, and as us who are watching and uh, observing people who are grieving, you should be aware of these talks or these words that come out of their mouth because then you need to take action and then you need to find someone to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the purpose of my life? You know, I lost my husband. Um, and well, and, and, and with the podcast, even a lot with women that are having miscarriages or have been diagnosed with um, infertility As a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, from early on, we feel it's ingrained in us that our purpose as a woman is to give life to a child. And if you can't, that comes up a lot. What is my purpose here on earth if I can't give life to another human being? So, So there could be grief even never actually having a child or another person that we're connected to physically, I believe that grief can still be sure. present. Very deep, very deep. And, 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 and even women who had, who have had miscarriages. Yeah. Uh, that is very real. It's like, well, why can't I, you know, why won't this baby come out where, you know, why, what is happening to me? What is happening to my body? Yeah. Why is, why is this happening? Um, but there's purpose there. There is purpose in there their life or their there's, life. There is purpose. They don't know it. <laughs> the, right. When they're going through it, they don't know it because they're sure. just in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about, people are questioning, you know, what is death? Where, where's my loved one now? And for me, this was so real for me. I felt as a mom, I, I lost my son. Where is he? Is he safe? I, I wanted to know where he was, if mm. he was safe. Uh, that was a huge thing for me. So I began reading, I began reading books. I began reading, um, you know, uh, books about heaven, books about near death experiences. That is what comforted me. That is what made me feel like, okay, he's safe. He's okay. Safe. And, um, that's, and not everyone feels that, but as losing a four-year-old, I needed to know he was safe. 
Yeah. Well, and I don't know your thoughts on this, but do you feel that there are signs? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. From mark, mark. the lost person. Oh, yes. Yes, okay. exactly. Um, we felt Mark around us a lot, uh, okay. a real lot. Uh, the TV would go on sometimes. Uh, we could He would play games with us. We couldn't find things. He would hide things. Um, <laughs> you know, we just, uh, I, I am, I'm very spiritual. I'm very, very intuitive. I felt him around us a lot, especially okay. in the beginning, especially in the beginning. Okay. Uh, and that was powerful. That was comforting to me. But I can say the books is what helped me understand a lot of it okay um it helped me get closer to my church to god um for whatever reason um and we were very angry at god for a long time sure a long time um so so these are some of the signs and symptoms that your audience needs to be aware of sure uh, when they speak to people um that are grieving awesome it will help them understand whether it could be their mother it could be their sister and when they hear these signs and symptoms the light bulb should go on and say oh that that's what's going on with her now i know yeah yeah so you can help them so you alluded to things to remember the person you lost yes what do you what do you do what do you recommend is it a personal preference are there certain things people should do what what are your thoughts on that Yes. So uh, the holidays are coming and you know, yes, whenever, they are. <laughs> whenever we have, whenever we have a holiday or a birthday, it's always harder when it's their birthday or Christmas. So I, I talk about traditions, you know, Christmas or whatever is coming up or if it's their birthday, you know, um, remember them. I mean, like, like when Mark died, we did balloons every year on his birthday. We did four balloons, five balloons, six balloons, and we just let them go. Um, and that's how we remembered them. Christmas is coming. Traditions are coming. Keep keep with the traditions. You know, say we're going to put an extra ornament on the tree for so-and-so. Be creative and remember your loved ones. Don't, don't not talk about it. Remember mm-hmm. them and talk about what Uncle Ed used to do or Dad used to do or, you know, it, it's, it's good. And start new traditions. That's what I say to people. Start new traditions. Still bake your cookies. Still write your cards out. But keep it, keep it going. Don't, don't stop it. Okay. And that's a way to remember and honor your, your loved one. Yeah. I had somebody previously on the podcast that just because Halloween's coming, I thought of this, that when they when she would go with her other children to pick out Halloween costumes, she would say, what would Ellie want to be, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Um, or what would Jack or Mark want to be um, this year? This what year. do you, what do you think that they would want to be at six years old, you yeah. know? And they, and she would have that discussion with her, her children that were still with her. So, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting you say that because, you know, Mark would be 30 years old this year. Oh, and wow. as a mom, you just think, what would he be? What would he be doing? You know, what would his profession be? Where would he have went to school? It's and and it's happy. It's a happy thing. But you're still wondering. 
you know, um, sure. at, at my kitchen table, we have six chairs and there, there was always five of us and the sixth chair is still there. So when, when all the boys come home, they're not home now, they've, they've moved on and have their own places. But when they, when they come home and they sit at my table, I look at that sixth chair and I just think, okay, he's supposed to be here. Where is mm. 30 years later, it, it's still, mm. it's still there. It doesn't go away. It does lessen. It becomes better, but that's, that's how you remember people be mm-hmm. creative and remember people in your own way. And I've heard, and maybe you can elaborate on this when, when you just said that um, people sometimes think if they're not grieving, that they'll forget that person. Yeah. that that they'll forget about them they're afraid to to do right. that and so they keep that going. grieving going so that their that lost person is with them right and that that it, it that is it's a personal thing but okay. as time goes on they will see that life will take them to different places and move them forward. And you never forget. You'll never forget no. this. And we still have pictures of him around. I mean, uh, we don't always talk about him as much now, obviously, because it's been, you know, 25 years later. But it's it's still there. And especially as a mom it in a dad, it never, it never leaves. It's always there. Okay. Okay. And I should talk about the cemetery. This is another thing. Okay. About. People, people, you know, Mark is buried in the cemetery and, um, you know, some people find comfort to go to the cemetery each week or each day. And that uh-huh. is, that's great. That's what you have to do. But, you know, I, I believe that I don't have to go to the cemetery to speak to Mark. He's with me. He's always with me. He's around me. Um, and that's just how I feel. So if you hear people, especially older people who've lost their husband, I need to go to the cemetery. I need to go to the cemetery. And it's okay. It's, it's, that's what they find comfort in. So, be be considerate of people with the cemetery. It's it's their preference. That's sure, the- sure. Don't say that. Well, they're not there. You know. Right. Don't say that. But uh, everybody is everybody's different, and um, if that's what brings them comfort, then that's what they should do. Yeah, yeah. I think we all need our our space, our place where we feel most closest to that person yes. we've lost, so that we can truly connect and. You know, cemetery really is a very quiet place yes. where that connection can happen. Yep. You know, absolutely. But so sure. is your home. But so absolutely. Your home. your home can be a very, sometimes a quiet place, <laughs> but sometimes not so much. But well, I, I yeah, encourage, encourage yeah. people who have, who have lost someone to sit in their quiet space and yeah. meditate and let their loved ones talk to you because yeah. they, they do speak to you. If you see butterflies, if you see all those feathers, all those, those are signs from your loved ones that they are around you. It is yeah. real. It happens. It's, you're not yeah. being spooked. You're not, you know, they, they come back here and, and they let us know they're okay. Yeah. Some way, somehow. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh. So much information, <laughs> so much information, so much Good information. Thank you uh, for the listeners. Really, things to think about and ponder. Um, is there anything um, I would like to conclude with? Is there anything that you, is coming to mind for you that you we did not speak about, 
or even words of encouragement for those that are going through grief? Sure. The, the, there's a lot more I could say, which I'm not sure. sure. There's a lot more I can get into, but when, if you have lost a loved one or if you've had a miscarriage or whatever you're going through, it is the emotions that you're feeling are real and they're there. Don't try and disregard them. They're there. But give yourself permission, give yourself time to say to someone, you know what, I have suffered a devastating loss. I need time to process this. I need to either go to a therapist, I need to go to a counselor, I need to hire a grief coach to help me get through this. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the first step. That is the first step people need to do. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get to that spot. Um, And it doesn't happen in a week, believe me. But give yourself permission to grieve. That's what I say to people. Give yourself permission. Okay. Great advice. Great advice. Because I think people don't give their self permission to that. They they feel like they have to move on, you know. And they really need to to release all that instead. And I will tell you, if you don't release it, it it, eventually it will come back and backfire, not backfire, but will come back and you'll, you'll, you'll have a physical ailment or something because it's, it's all still stuck in there. And um, that's what we need as a, as a grief coach. That's, that's my passion. That's my privilege to help people release these emotions and listen to them. Um, So what I want to tell the audience is, is if you go to my website, yeah, I was going to just say, make sure you give all of your information and to reference if there are any books that you remember that you read, let's give all of that information. Now that would be great. Okay. Um, So experiencing grief um, is the best book that I, in fact, I, if you become a client of mine, I, I actually give you that book, but that's a great reference right now. But what I wanted to say is if you go to my website, ouchitsgrief.com, I actually have a quiz on there. You can go and take the hmm. grief quiz and you can um, record whether where you're at in your grief. And uh, maybe you need to give me a call. I offer a free 30 minute consultation to find out if we're a good fit and um, if I can help you move forward and uh, we, we take it from there, but um, ouch, it's grief.com and take the quiz. I mean, it's free. There's nothing, there's no obligation. Uh, You can read my story there. I have a lot of information on my website about grief. Um, I actually help caregivers uh, because caregivers are wonderful people who help others and caregivers um, get stuck in grief, too, because they work with these people for a long time and then they pass away. Oh, and yeah. they're very attached to their to their um, clients. Um, so there's a lot of different people who have lost pets. Oh, my gosh. P- pets are a huge grieving process. Mm. So there's a lot of different types of grief. Lifestyle changes right now, what the world is going through, the lifestyle changes. Um people who've lost their loved ones who couldn't even be with them. That's huge. That is, that is a really big one. Yeah. 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 So that's all, that's all grief. That is all people who are, are going to eventually be stuck in grief that, um, that need to move forward. Okay. Okay. 
Awesome. So we'll, I will put all of that information to, um, in our show notes. So if you didn't catch it, you know, the website, the book that, uh, Joanne referenced, we'll, we'll have all of that information. Um, so that will be great. I so much have enjoyed, um, this, this conversation. You have given so many resources for people, so many things to think about, to process, to help them. Um, and for sure, if someone feels that they need uh, Joanne's services, please reach out to her yes. via her website and, um, and get connected. Now, do you do things just because of the world we are in today? Do you think, do things virtually? Are you like to meet with people one-on-one? Actually, virtually is wonderful. I live in the Chicago area. Okay. So, um, uh, if you, if you'd like to meet in person, I mean, I, I've met, I met my last customer at a park, so that's sure. okay. But, but mostly it's virtual, but mostly it's over the phone because, um, actually it works best. People like to be in their own home and they're going to cry and they're going to be upset. That's, that's okay. It's okay. Sure. It's comforting but to be there. It's comforting yeah. to be in your own home, but yes, I work, uh, work wonderfully, um, over the phone. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And I offer a, a free 30 minute consultation to, to find yeah. out if, if, if it's right. But sure. all grief is unique. I will tell you, that's the last thing I'm going to say. All grief is unique. There is not one person that grieves exactly the same way. So don't think you're strange or you're weird or you're this, but you're not. Everything, everyone is unique and so is your grief. Okay. Yes, I've heard that. So just because someone says, yeah, you, you shouldn't be feeling that or right. you, you feel whatever you feel. You know? right. <laughs> it's you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's you. Yeah. No circumstances exactly the same. No. So and I, I have tools and techniques that I teach my clients and they awesome. work and they use them and they make each day just a little bit better. And that's the beautiful part of it all. And awesome. I'm honored to be on your podcast. This was awesome. And it was a great conversation. And I hope, like you say, I hope we did touch someone or get make someone aware of, of someone that is grieving and what they're going through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, when I connected with you, I thought this would be a great topic um, to talk about on the podcast that all the women that are going through loss or in, uh, are struggling with infertility or loss of a child um, is grieving, you yes. know, so we definitely need to have a place, have resources um, that people can connect to, that they can reach out to people for that, for that help and know that they're not alone in that. That's right. You know, and what they're, they're feeling is, is okay. It, it's yes. perfectly okay. And, and to know that that blame and anger and all of those things are very normal, very um, normal. What, they're, what they're going through. So Joanne, thank you again so much. I have enjoyed, I have gotten taken a bunch of notes here. <laughs> Of things to, to help me help people that I talk to. Um, so I very much, I'll, I'll end with this that I wrote down. I just looked at my notes. Fight for your joy is what I wrote down. And I don't know, think you said that, but that's something that came to me. Um, so as you're going through grief, just fight, fight yes. through that grief for your joy, whatever, wherever up. that joy is. Don't and give up. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you again. Thank I very much, so much appreciated this. All righty. You have All a right. great day. You as well.
Wow, Joanne, thank you so much for sharing so much information today, sharing your story of your loss, sharing all the information about grief, the do's and the don'ts of what to say to people, how to help people through their grieving, the signs and symptoms of grief that we should all be aware of so that we can help our family and our friends. Thank you again so much for taking time to share all of that with the listeners. And thank you listeners for taking some of your precious time today to listen. And if you learned anything from Joanne's um, information today, I would encourage you to subscribe to our podcast and also to give us a review. And most importantly, If you've thought of one person that this information that you feel like would help them, that they're struggling with grieving, please share this podcast with them. Share Joanne's information so that she could reach out to them and help them with a free 30-minute consultation. And if you need to reach out and get in touch with me, please do so. You can do that through Facebook, through Women Connect and Support, or by sending me an email at Teresa, and that's T-E-R-E-S-A dot womenconnect2019 at gmail.com. And as always, all of this information and Joanne's information is in the show notes, but take a look at her website. It is www.ouch it's grief.com. Lots of information there to help you and someone that you know. And as always, I want you to know that you are not alone on your journey, that we are here to connect and give you support through this most, most difficult time of your life. Sharing a story is so powerful and will always inspire others and give them hope.